Do you feel that your ability to stay focused in adversity and pivot on the spot helps you to do the same in your life outside of the octagon? What life outside of the octagon? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you know, like fighting is, <laughs> fighting is something that definitely takes over your life a lot. It's such a huge part of my life. Um, but, you know, it, it is it is something that I feel that um, has carried over to my life. Just that it maybe it's that carried over to me or maybe that was something that just carried over to my fighting. And I think that's something that's inside of me and who I am. You know, I think, um, you know, my dad's like that a lot. It's just like this happens and that happens. You don't make excuses. This problem is still there, whether you're happy about it or sad about it. You still have to deal with this and make things happen. And, you know, that's kind of my mentality with everything. Welcome to Black Belt Beauty Radio, a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life. Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready. It's time to rise. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Black Belt Beauty Radio. You guys, I'm psyched to be dropping this episode on the show. I got my girl Carla Esparza back on the podcast for you. But before I get into that, I do want to ask if you listen to this podcast, if you are loving it, if you are taking gems from it, would you please take a moment to leave a five star rating and review? on iTunes. It is so helpful to keep this podcast growing and getting it out in front of more people so that more people can take in the incredible conversations that are shared on the show. Thank you to everybody who has already done that. I appreciate it with all my heart. And thank you in advance to everyone who will take the time to make that happen. Um, Another thing I want to drop on you guys. So I recently created a 10-minute morning ritual for you guys that is now free to download via blackboutbeauty.com. I wanted to create this for you guys because I know firsthand that how you start your day genuinely impacts the rest of your day, right? So taking 10 minutes to just drop into yourself, this freebie is a five-minute meditation, guided meditation that I created for you, and then a printable, actionable checklist just to help you create the habit. It's super simple. I made it super bite-sized because I know that, you know, not a lot of people have a lot of time to dedicate in the morning. So I just wanted to make this as simple but as effective as possible. So you can go to blackbeltbeauty.com. It's right there at the top of the homepage. Download it. It will be coming immediately to your inbox. And I would love to know your feedback on it. You can DM me, Roxy Look or Black Belt Beauty. I always love taking in your feedback. All right, you guys on to this epic talk with my incredible girl. So Carla Esparza, aka Cookie Monster, is one of the strongest, most badass MMA fighters in the strawweight division of the UFC. She's on a four-fight win streak with her most recent win on the incredible Fight Island setup in Abu Dhabi. She holds the record for the most takedowns in women's UFC history, period. 
That's a big deal, you guys. Carla holds a lot of firsts. She was the first UFC strawweight champion. She was the first Invicta strawweight champion. And she was the very first guest on this podcast, which means so much to me. You may even know her from the reality TV series, The Ultimate Fighter, one of my favorite shows, where her high-level MMA skills were showcased as she won the 16-woman tournament and gained her contract into the UFC. Carla is considered one of the very best strawweight fighters in the world, and she's proving to only be getting better. In this episode, we talk all about leadership, agility, resilience, endurance, and even beauty. It's one of my favorite things about my girl. She loves beauty. She's such a girl's girl, and she really is a beautiful demonstration of this contrast between masculine and feminine energies. And for those of you who know me, I'm all about that. I love this talk so much, and I'm so proud to have Carla back on. She's an incredible woman, an incredible friend, and she has a powerful mindset that is leading her into greater victories in her life while overcoming adversities. This conversation offers so much inspiring insight about what it takes to develop the mindset of a real champion and overcome adversities, not only in the octagon, but in life. You guys, enjoy my girl. Carla Esparza. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Beauty Counter. You guys, as a beauty expert and makeup pro of over 20 years, I have legitimately sifted and sorted through endless amounts of beauty products from skincare to makeup, you name it, I've touched it. And, you know, high performance is always a priority to me. You know, when you're working on clients who are on the red carpet or accepting awards on live shows like the Oscars, things of that nature, there really is no room for error when it comes to performance. But as a total, you know, lover of health, you know, over the past decade, I became highly conscious about you know, the health aspect of products too, and really trying to steer away from skincare and makeup products that, you know, have chemicals and fragrances and ultimately health disruptors. So when I found Beauty Counter, you guys, I started playing with their skincare and their makeup products on me. I was so happy with the results. Not only, you know, did they totally deliver, but I legitimately felt better putting these products onto my skin. You know, what you put on your skin is totally affecting your health. And it's so important to really realize that. Not to mention the brand is really health conscious for the world, and I love that too, but that's just me. So check it out. You guys can now shop my personal favorites on blackbeltbeauty.com from Beauty Counter. You just got to go to the shop section, go to beauty, and you will find my favorites. And I'm continuously adding new products there as I discover more because the brand is just constantly you know, creating new amazing skincare products and makeup products. So as I learn about them, and as I try them and love them, I'm sharing them on the site. So check it out. Go to blackbeltbeauty.com, go to the shop beauty section and shop the beauty counter page from there. Let me know what you think. I'd love your feedback. And if you ever have questions about beauty, you know where to find me. DM me, Roxy Look or Black Belt Beauty. Lots of love, you guys. Boom. Carla, my girl, my home girl. I am so excited. This is round two, FYI you know, I think it really falls in line with the theme of 2020. It's like pivot, challenge, pivot. We just had some technical difficulties. 
Um, but we're here and I'm so, so, so excited to be here with you. You look gorgeous. How are you? I am great. Round two. Um, <laughs> heck yeah, dude. We're here. Pivoting through problems, making stuff happen. <laughs> Seriously, you have been making shit happen, girl. You are on a four fight win streak, which is so, so badass. First of all, so badass, period. But when you think about what you've had to do with 2020 and the fights that you've had in 2020 through quarantine, through uh, COVID, I I just feel like there's extra badassery that needs to be um, respected here because it's, I can't even imagine what it has been like for you. I mean, at the very top of quarantine, you were the fight, you were on the card that got, you know, essentially it was like almost canceled, but not canceled. So you had to do all this pivoting. And this is, this is before Fight Island, which yes, I had to wear in honor of you. (laughs) Yeah, I love that shirt. (laughs) It's, I mean, like the leadership that, you know, when I say the UFC, I mean the entire organization, fighters, everybody, in my opinion, um, the leadership demonstration is superior to all, like through all of this crazy ass shit that we've all been experiencing. You know, it's like in my, you know, how I've been perceiving, not perceiving, how, how I've been receiving the UFC, like watching the UFC, how you guys have been maneuvering through everything. It's like, there's no excuses. There's no, you know, everyone's just doing what they need to do to keep everything moving at the highest level possible while obviously navigating around the safety issues. And it's just, it's just to me, and and, and there's just unity that is so um, to my eyes, very obvious. You know, I really do admire leadership as an entrepreneur, as a human being, you know? So, you know, I wear the shirt proud that my girl has been in the first chapter of Fight Island and also proud of, the demonstration of leadership that the entire UFC has been fucking, you know, putting out into the world. So yeah, it's all, it's all impressive. How do you feel about it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, you know, it's, it's a lot. I mean, I agree with everything you said. Um, You know, I think the UFC kind of taking that step to make this happen, even with all the people, you know, who, all the media and all the people who were, you know, kind of down talking it and criticizing it. Um, you know, it was just like, dude, we don't care. We're going to, we're going to make it happen and we're going to do it safely. And you're going to see, and they took that chance. And like, they've been taking that chance since the, the beginning of the UFC, you know, I think um, that kind of just falls in line with, you know, the path the UFC has taken since its inception. And, you know, and it's paid off, you know, I think it's paid off for, for the, for the company, you know, it's paid off for the fighters and it's just paid off for the sport in general, because when everybody else was, you know, let's call it what it is too scared, maybe too scared of, you know, what could happen to them, you know, with, you know, with COVID or even too scared what the, what the media reaction would, what the public reaction would be, you know, people were too scared and the UFC was not, and they're, their, their numbers have been higher than ever, you know? And I just, I think people who take chances are the ones who are successful and reap the benefits. 
Yeah, well, girl, you would know all about it. You know, you were the first UFC strawweight champ, the first Invicta uh, strawweight champ. I mean, you have been a pioneer and a leader in this game of MMA from the get, you know? So I feel like you really are someone who can speak to leadership and understand it from a very uh, real time, you know, example like you 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 live it you are leading through this and i can only you know let's go back really quick to the beginning time is such a warp <laughs> first of all actually let me say this for those who don't know carla esparza is black Belt beauty episode number fucking one <laughs> oh number one number one and i mean you know that was two and a half years ago now which is amazing and crazy um but you know and so much progress has taken place in your life, in my life, in this podcast life. And I want to talk about, you know, so being uh, right now, you're currently ranked number seven. I just mentioned, you know, your, your championships, UFC, Invicta. Um, I noticed today uh, on social media, on Instagram, that you hold the record for the most takedowns in the UFC for women, which is so badass, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's up? Um, I want to talk about how does it feel to be, you know, in this position right now where you are on this win streak, um, knowing also that you very well could be in, in the, uh, you know, position to get a title fight any minute now. Like, how is this all feeling for you, especially considering all of the challenges that I want to also tease apart with you that you've had to navigate and pivot through um, through this year? Well, it's really crazy because, you know, like you mentioned being, you know, I was the first champ, uh, for my weight class in the UFC and to kind of circle all the way back around and, you know, kind of get kicked off the ladder and just kind of have to start back over again and hit bumps along the road on that path. And, you know, just to, to kind of be back, um, you know, in this position so close to potentially another shot is, just very rewarding for me. And it's something that, you know, maybe at moments I I thought was not possible because, you know, this level is so difficult. There's constantly young and new faces and, you know, people evolving and getting better. And, you know, it's just, it's not easy. And, um, you know, I had to really take a step back. Um, I, I got two losses in my career and in a row, which was the first time for me, uh, a couple of years ago. And, um, it was hard and I had to really decide what did I want to do? You know, how was I going to let this shape me? And for me, it was, you know, I need to, I need to evolve. I need to take a step back and look at what got me here and what am I going to do to, you know, surpass this and, and become a better fighter and evolve and get back on the winning streak. Cause you know what, sometimes when you, when you hit your lows, it really, you know, it really forces you to, to take that look at yourself. And, um, you know, after I took that break, I feel like I've, I've come back, come back with a storm, you know, um, like you said, I'm on a four fight win streak and, um, you know, I think, um, I'm only getting better. Girl. I, 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 okay. Listen, I know I'm your girl. So it's like, Oh, I'm biased, but I, I have to, I'm saying this with all my heart. Cause I'm a fight fan. I mean, obviously sure. Um, your fights, so man, these last fights, it's like, I'm progressively, I'm seeing you progressively get, you're stronger for sure. And just like technique, I just feel like you're just, you're in it in such a 
deeper. I don't know what's the right word, but because you've always been in it, but you've just, you've just been getting better, girl. And it's so rad because you're already badass, but it just goes to show that if you really want to uh, continuously improve, you can, right? But you do have to do, I mean, you know, that's what I'm all about. It's like, I'm, you know, it's almost like a joke because I just feel like there's always room for growth, but you have to be willing to look at yourself where you might be coming up short, um, you know, and really just like get super dialed into what could I be doing that would move the needle forward and be also committed to the process and the actions that it takes to do that. So what has been, you know, what would you attribute uh, to, to some of these gains, these incredible gains that you've made that have you in this four fight win streak right now? Um, you know, for me, it was, like I said, I had to take a, a step back and, and look at what kind of got me where I was, so to speak, with my losses, you know, where am I losing? Where am I lacking? And for me, it was a size slash strength advantage. Um, it was, you know, how positionally I had lost um, fights off my back and on the cage. So, okay, I need to improve that. And you know, just uh, so many things. I, I kind of those were those were two of the, the huge marks that I hit. Though, you know, I went and I worked with the new uh, wrestling coach who is um, who specializes in cage work, uh, Kenny Johnson. And um, I, I spoke with people at the PI, Clint at the PI, every single week. We had meetings on the phone about you know just my my nutrition and, and my diet and you know just getting stronger and lifting pre camp with uh, my trainer Mike Safai. No. And, uh, uh, you know, just that became a big part of uh, my regimen. And, um, you know, I, I feel like uh, it really kind of gave me new life because when you start seeing these improvements in your own game, you know, like numbers don't lie. When I was lifting, I was just getting way stronger, like numbers that I'd never seen before. And, uh, you know, it just kind of gives you that motivation to see that improvement. And, um, I, I think it has really made a difference and paid off in the fights for sure. Oh, a hundred percent. You are undoubtedly just, you, you are so much stronger and I'm smiling inside out because I'm having this flashback memory to one of my favorite memories of last year, was last year of you and I at the PI center training and lifting. And, you know, you know me, like I, it's, it's, you know, when I was a kid, I would bench press, right. Cause I, my dad and he always had us benching and, and, you know, and as a kid, I, I really wasn't into it. I was like, I don't want to bench press, you know, but I'm so grateful that he actually, you know, now when I look back, I'm, I'm so grateful that he had us doing that at a young age and it was fun, um, to be in the, in the, and you're with so you. strong by the way. So, <laughs> thank if, you. If any listeners didn't know, this woman is so freaking strong by the way. <laughs> Thank you. you know, it's rad because now I really, you know, over the last decade, I've really embraced my strength and I don't even really, um, you know, it's not like when I train, I'm like trying to get a PR or anything. Cause I'm at an age now. And I say this, not like I'm old, but just re- respect to, you know, how life goes for the most part that it's like 80, 20. It's like, I want to push myself with, to the best of my ability without bringing on injury. So it's like, I don't need to, you know, deadlift a PR or whatever, like from my perspective, that's just how I operate. But it is fun. You know, that day that we were training there, it was fun to, um, to hit that, that I don't remember what it was. I think it, I don't remember what it was, 135 or whatever it was, what, what I benched, but yeah. 
Yeah, I was, I was, I was like a little bit because I've always known you were strong, and you can see by like your body that you're, you know, very athletic. But I think it was like you know you had a plate on each side or something like that, and you put it up, and I was like, oh my god, like I have not, I don't think I've seen another female do that, and I was just like super impressed. Oh, thank you. I do get curious sometimes, like, what if I actually was more consistent with that? And let's talk about this, actually, because this is great, because I'm literally taking myself back to that moment of being on the bench and what that felt like, you know, to just push that weight up. And again, that was like, I think the third time I've ever benched really in years, right? Um, I would do a little bit with my brother, Mike. But the feeling overall, because I lift constantly, the feeling overall um, that you get from, that I know I get and I want to ask you about, from feeling strong, there is something so empowering about this feeling and the skill transfer, like the mindset transfer. For me personally, when I know, and again, I'm not pushing myself to a PR, but I'm still lifting fucking heavy weights. It's not like these little pink weights where I'm just like, you know, it's like, no, I'm deadlifting real weights. You, what's your max right now? Uh, benching? 150. That's incredible. Like, well, and it's been so fun because I've watched you progress, you know, as you've been getting stronger, you know, the posts of, of training or whatever. I mean, how does that feel for you to be able to get that weight off of you? And how does that, you know, how is that also supporting you outside of the gym in your life? You know, it just, it's, like I said, it's very rewarding, you know, seeing, you know, because there's a lot of things where, you know, like in training, you grab someone and you feel a certain way, but you're just like, I'm not sure. Maybe they're having an off day because you're always kind of relying on someone else. But when it comes to like time or weight, there's no lying. Those, those numbers are just the truth. You know, they are what they are. And to see that improvement, like at one point it was just like, I, I put up one plate one time um, on each side, which is 135. And it was just like, Oh my God, this is amazing. I never thought I could do this. And then now being able to like put that up five times and even more than that is just like, it's very rewarding. And it gives me so much confidence, you know, just, walking around in my daily life and, you know, going into the fight, knowing that, you know, you never, you know, there's everyone, there's a lot of strong women in the division, but just knowing that me for myself have put on that much strength, you know, it just, it gives me like more confidence going into that fight that that's not going to be an issue. And, you know, that nobody's going to be able to, you know, ragdoll me around or, you know, just kind of dominate me in, in the strength department. Yeah, I I can imagine for sure that is such a confidence tool going into your fights. I'm wondering if, you know, like, let's go back to the beginning of 2020 when you had to pivot all of a sudden, you're getting ready to fight and then shit goes down, quarantine happens and, you know, all, all the, the pivoting that had to come with that. Do you feel like any of that, I mean, because listen, yes, there's a physicality aspect of obviously of getting that heavy weight off of you. But we can't ignore the fact that there's a mindset component that has to go into that too, right? Like you have to be, first of all, willing to tell yourself, I could fucking do this before you even fucking do this, right? So do you feel that any of that helped you? I would love to know, you know, first of all, how you maneuvered through that process of pivoting, um, the ups, the downs, the emotional roller coaster, and if any of that really helped your mindset to be more resilient in the face of, of, of the challenges that we started this year off with. 
Um, you just mean like in the fight or you just mean like, uh, the ups and downs? Of- I mean like in life and just, yeah, the, like outside of the gym. So, you know, when, cause he, let me give you this example. It's funny. So yeah, when I train jujitsu and lift and all the things I do, the running 10 Ks in the sand, for sure, I'm doing it for the, you know, health benefits, for aesthetics, for all that. But what I really, really am reaching for at the core of all of those modalities of movement is the mindset pieces that you gain from each of those things. Yoga, learning how to breathe, understanding the difference between discomfort and pain, Um, lifting for the strength, for feeling resilient, jujitsu, for being comfortable in discomfort. Because all of those things, my runs in the beach, hot sun, 10K of sand, that's fucking endurance, baby. And in life, you got to have endurance, especially when you're in the game of excellence, right? It's like, so I just, I'm curious to, you know, it's like one part of my question is um, when you found out that the fight was potentially canceled back in April or March, April, did, you know, how did you navigate through that? And did any of these, these gains in the gym support your mindset to help you move through the challenges, you know, that you had to face with quarantine and COVID and fight being on and fight being off and moving fights and this, this, and that? I think something that kind of helped me a lot was just the experience, you know, being a veteran in the sport. There are a lot of ups and downs and you know wrenches getting thrown in the machine and you're just like oh my god like there's always these different things to navigate um throughout my career being on the ultimate fighter you don't have your coaches you know you're just in this house with all your opponents and you know you're away from everything you can't talk to your family or you know there's just all these different things and I've had opponents weigh in twice against me and then the fight's off and you know, just all these emotional, like ups and downs. It's almost like the experiences that you have in the cage. You know, sometimes you get, you were expecting one game plan, but things totally get swung the other way. And you have to be able to deal with these, this adversity in the middle, like of things in the middle of the fire. And, you know, that's kind of what this whole COVID thing was to me. It was just like, okay, well, I've been, you Carla, you've been through this before. There's going to be ups and downs, date, date, locations change. Doesn't matter. You do what you got to do. Like that's, that's not a big deal. Okay. Now the date has changed, you know, just take the foot off the gas pedal a little bit for training, step back. So we peak at the right time, just kind of taking like that certain approach to it, you know, that logical approach and, mm-hmm. um, you know, okay, we just have a little more time, more time to prepare, you know, change your diet a little bit, just do things you have to do. And then, you know, it was a little bit difficult when, um, you know, I heard I had one of my best training sessions of my camp Thursday morning and I get out feeling great. Can't wait to leave for my fight next week. And then it's fight canceled. I get a screenshot from one of my coaches. I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, that sucks. 
That has got to suck because I mean, for those who don't know, the amount of work that goes into fight camp on every level, you are wringing yourself out from mind to heart to body. It's just, I can only imagine, I'm not like I've ever, I feel like my life is fight camp, period, straight up. So, you know, I can kind of like draw a parallel, but it, it, it's, that had to have been a very, a big blow to you to receive in that moment. Definitely. Um, it's, it's not easy. It's very disheartening. Cause like you said, you know, fight camp, we put our everything into you, you put your heart, your soul, you push away any social stuff, your friends, your family going out to eat, you know, going, going out to parties, anything, anything. And it just, uh, you know, you dedicate like your whole day to it and you're tired and you know, it's just your diet and just your recovery. There's just so much that goes into a fight camp and, you know, just to, just to have it canceled and know that, you know, it's like, all oh, that was for nothing. It, it kind of breaks your, it's a little heartbreaking to be honest. And it's not easy. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I ate my feelings a little bit after I got <laughs> five pieces of cheesecake and I was just like, whatever, you know, just, I've been working so hard and I even tried to go back to training like, a, you know, a day later and just to kind of show that, you know, that like strength in my team, you know, just like, Hey, like I'm still in it. Like, you know, we all got to stay tough, but I just, it was hard. It was honestly hard for me to get through that day. And, um, you know, I found out like a day later, like fights back on. And I was just kind of like, uh, like it's hard to, just emotionally tell yourself like, okay, well, turn it back on. Okay. I'm good to go. You know? So I'd already been in camp for over three months at that point. So I just kind of took a step back and I was like, I told myself I was taking this week off and that's what I'm going to do. I need to kind of recharge my mind and my body a little bit and then get back to work. And, um, and that's what I did. Then just got right back to work when, when I said I was and boom. And and made it happen. You won't go to Florida win your fight. I mean, that had to have been such a crazy experience because you were the first fight in quarantine COVID. I mean, that's pretty amazing, actually. Hold on. Can we capture that for a moment? Like, girl, you've been pioneering this whole fucking way. It's insane. How was that, you know, confidence-wise, even navigating around COVID, um, you know, what helped you to feel confident going into that fight? outside of just the mindset seven pieces that we talked about. Cause obviously you, you know, there's just, you know, uh, the invisible, what's he, what is he called? <laughs> the invisible fucking enemy. This virus is like going around. Um, yeah. How did you navigate around that? What helped you to go forward? Well, you know, everyone kind of has their own opinion on, on COVID and, you know, whether it's a big deal or needs to be addressed or not, you know, everyone has their own thoughts on it. But for me, I'm a fighter. I step in that cage every single time, knowing that I'm risking my health and injuries and, you know, whatever else going in there. And that's what I signed up for. And something like, you know, like this disease or, you know, a risk of it is is not going to stop me from from my path and, and doing what I want to do and following my dream. <laughs> I don't know why that made me want to flex right now. <laughs> it was so badass. Oh my goodness. That was, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, that it makes perfect sense. I mean, your whole career is literally 
it's constant challenge. It's a fight. And like you said so perfectly, it's a fight against your, your health, literally. I mean, you go in there and you take punches to the face, which side note, hold on for a second, girl, that Cairo, yes, cryotherapy facial, which I still need to come down. I want to do with you. That is incredible. Cause how many weeks has it been since you're, I don't even know what date is. How long has it been since? Yeah, I think it's been two weeks. Two weeks? That's incredible. Yeah. That shit was like, you. it was intense. <laughs> it was black yeah. and blue. No, my eye was like literally after the fight, like shut, like shut solid. I had to like <laughs> go like this to see anything. And, you know, I'm eating, uh, We, you know, there's no like nowhere to go and party after the fight. So it's like breakfast buffet it is. It's like eight in the morning. And uh, I'm staring at my coaches like, I'm like, I'm like, what, what do you say? Like, Does that ever like when you're in the middle of that fight, it fights like that, that, you know, and something like this happened, you know, cause obviously it's going to affect your vision a little bit. Does that ever play into your mind? Like as you're still in the motion, or are you just so dialed in at this point and, you know, just, you know, you're, you have the ability to just like push that away and stay focused on what you're doing and not let, uh, you know, I can feel this swelling up here happening. Well, for, in my mentality, like fighting is not an option. Um, it's not something that I'm going to completely ignore and pretend it's not there, but it's something that I have to navigate and strategize with. So, you know, let's say it's bleeding in my eyes, like, okay, let's say I was planning to stand up or, you know, I had a certain game plan. It's like, okay, now we need to switch things up because I can't have this rip open anymore. And, and, stop the fight you know so there's just kind of different things you have to strategize in that moment and like I was you know mentioning earlier it's just there's adversity in the fight all the time and if you're not someone who's quick on your feet and gonna switch your game plan on the fly then you know you're not going to go very far in this sport because this is not one that you can you can just game plan everything and it's going to go just your way so in saying that, that makes me want to ask you almost the reverse of what I asked you before. Do you feel that your ability to stay focused in adversity and pivot on the spot helps you to do the same in your life outside of the octagon? What life outside of the octagon? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you know, like fighting is, <laughs> fighting is something that definitely takes over your life a lot. It's such a huge part of my life. Um, but you know, it, it is, it is something that I feel that, um, has carried over to my life. Just that it, maybe it's that carried over to me, or maybe that was something that just carried over to my fighting. And I think that's something that's inside of me and who I am. You know, I think, um, you know, my dad's like that a lot. It's just like, this happens and that happens. You don't make excuses. This problem is still there, whether you're happy about it or sad about it, you still have to deal with this and make things happen. And, you know, that's kind of my mentality with everything. I love that. That's powerful advice. And my brother Aria said something recently that I feel should be a fucking bumper sticker, but he was like, control the controllables. And it, and it, so, you know, it's like very stoic philosophy. It's true. It's like, man, you can only, I mean, this thing is going to be here, whatever this thing is. And what you can control is your mindset, your emotions and how you, you know, navigate and through it. Right. Um, and that, that's gotta be really supportive to you in your life because how could it not be? I mean, especially if we think about 2020, 
you know, everybody's talking about like, oh, there's so much uncertainty. And it's like, for sure, I think uncertainty is like a hot word, but we've always been uncertain. I mean, you walk out your door and you don't know if you're ever coming back. There's uncertainty just in living. But obviously, there is a different level of uncertainty that I think is playing into all of our lives right now. So it's not like it doesn't make sense to hear it more, but I, I feel like you do a really good job at, at controlling the controllables. Yeah. And I think that's something that actually, um, Mike, uh, Mike Spy and I talk about too, is, you know, it's, um, something that's come up before. It's like, you can do everything you know, everything right. You can do your diet right. You can do your training right. You're lifting right. You can get your sleep and do your recovery. Those are like, I think the controllables, like that's what you can do. But when you get in there, you know, it's, you know, it's, you don't know, there's adversity. You don't know what's going to happen. There's an uncontrollable force, which can be life. You don't know what's going to happen, but it's your opponent in there. You don't know what they're going to throw at you. So yeah, yeah, I, I love that saying. That's a good one, right? Control the controllables. Yeah. That one in. So can we talk about Abu Dhabi for a minute? Because how can we not? I mean, this is historic, legit, like fight island. So cool. Um, You know, you were supposed to be the first card fighting on um, fight island. And then it ended up that again, pivot because, um, you know, there was an issue with your opponent and then you know, that pushed you to be, to have the last, uh, to be on the last fight card there. But what was that overall experience for you? Cause one thing that I was thinking about Carla, that was so gnarly, I was like, holy shit, these fighters are literally upside down in ter- for the most part, in terms of uh, their time difference. I mean, everyone comes from a different place, but so it's like, you're fighting. I don't even know what time it was for you, you know, that you were fighting, but just thinking about that. And I would just love to, to hear and I know so many people listening would love to hear about your experience, period, there. It seemed fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, it was a journey. Like, it was definitely, like, a mission. You know, even before we got there, it was, okay, everyone fly to Vegas. You know, that's your, fortunately, I'm close. But, you know, some people are flying from the East Coast. Everyone in the U.S., fly to Vegas. You get in, you test, you quarantine until the next evening. And then, you know, and it's like, you can, you're stuck in your room and then you get out for like a short time. And it's just like, I'm like, okay, well, you know, which way can I run? I want to get a workout in before, you know, I have to be stuck in quarantine for another couple of days. So step out of the hotel, ask the security, which way can I run? And this hotel is exclusively like UFC fighters also. It's like, which way can I run? He's like, you can, which way is better? You can run right or left. Because either way you're, you're running in the parking lot. I'm like, oh, okay. So do my little run, hit pads, and it's like, okay, uh, now everyone's flying. You know, they they chartered, like, this private plane for us, which was amazing, by the way. It looked amazing. Um, Yeah, it it was definitely, like, a little sweetener for for a crazy, you know, experience. And, um, you know, we get to Abu Dhabi, and uh, they're just, you know, there's these people in, like, these – what's that what's that little show called the uh, expendables or not the the in the little uh, uh suit is the it cartoon? a Disney? Uh, oh yeah expendables yeah. right or no 
I don't know. You're talking to the girl who I, the only thing I fucking watch is UFC on the TV. <laughs> like wrong, oh wrong person. I mean, I love film, but these days I don't have time they're for it. Little yellow things. I totally forgot what they're called. They yeah, the Invincibles or something. The the, the family, right? <laughs> Everyone listening, oh, like, you dumbasses. It's whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I think I think we're talking about like the ex- Expendables or Invincible. I'm fucking confused. But anyways, the Disney, the family, right? That can like kick ass together. No, it's these little yellow squares with like suspenders and like overalls. Oh, got it. Okay. I'm I'm definitely not going to know the name, but I have the visual of the thing. I see a lot of gifts with this thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it felt like. Like you you get there and everyone's just like, I think it's like. Yeah, these guys are like. Suited up like as if we're radioactive. They have the shields on and full body suits, and they're just like the guy comes in. The guys woohoo, like dancing and stuff, and like we're just like okay. They're like trying to make it like it's a party, and then they test us. They're like nose or mouth, you know. And I'm like okay. And by the way, the mouth is way easier than the nose. Like the nose feels like they're touching your brain. You're just like um, that's sexy. You're like but. Yeah, no, it's hard. Oh, that's so rough. Oh, yeah. Um, you got tested, like, I don't even know how many times before you actually go to fight. I mean, that was it. You know what Abu Dhabi looked like to me, to the outsider? It looked like this blend of lavish meets, uh, you know, and a lot of fun. Like, you you went race car driving and did all kinds of cool things. But then at the same time, there was obviously a lot of challenge from, you know, having to quarantine, all the testing, um, you know, being in this completely different environment, time zone difference. It, it was, yeah. It's a lot. It's definitely a lot. Um, so yeah, like we tested and then you go to your room and they give you like a menu and this is not like the UFC cooking for you. This is like the hotel cooking for you and you, you pick and they send your food to your room and they tape you in your room and you're not allowed to leave and you're stuck. And then after 24 hours, you go back to the same place, test again, and then get locked in your room for another 24 hours. So it's definitely so, um, like crazy. really crazy. Yeah. And then we get let out and they're just like doing a documentary and they're like, do you want to go to the beach? And Phil, I'm like, yes, I do. Please take me away from here. Yeah. And like into the fresh air. And, you know, I normally don't really do anything like fun or different during my fight week. I'm usually kind of quarantined almost. But, yeah, you know, when you're forced to be quarantined so much, you're just like... <laughs> No, no, no. Like, let me out, please. And, uh, That's funny. Did the, Do you feel like that helped anything, you know, psychologically for you? Just kind of be more relaxed about things? You know, it's weird. Like, because of the, cir- the circumstances were so different, this camp and last camp um, in Florida during the pandemic, um, it kind of made me, like, just a little bit, like, looser with things and just kind of going and having fun and you know, because it wasn't a typical fight. So I didn't approach it like a typical fight. It almost didn't feel like a fight. There was just like no like fight with media and, you know, like open workouts and just like the whole, but there was no photos. We didn't do like the typical like photo shoot, you know? So it was just, everything was so different and you almost didn't feel like you were at a fight. Um, So I just kind of was just like, "Eh, I'm just going to have fun with it. Like I'm here and you know, I got out a little bit. I got to go to the beach, which was super fun. It was really hot, even at six in the morning. And, you know, but it was really cool. And then um, we got to, they had a racetrack. So I was like, when am I coming back to Abu Dhabi? So I was just like, F it. Like, 
you know, went on a cataram around the racetrack, which was really fun and did bicycle on the, on the racetrack in the morning. Um, you That's know, so just, cool. I, yeah, you know, just really, you're the thing about you, Carla, is that you are such an adventurous woman. Like you're always on some kind of adventure there, you know, vacation there. You do such a good job of, I, I feel that you do a great job of, of, of kind of harmonizing work life with, you know, this healthy personal social life, you know, where you integrate fun and play and you're very curious and exploratory in your life. And I, I think it's, 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 it's very inspiring because I think a lot of times, you know, it's very easy to get, um, it's very easy to just be stuck in one zone. And I think you do a great job of, of, you know, investing in your friendships, you know, nurturing, nurturing your friendships, uh, doing things that are really important for you at the same time, and then venturing out. So it doesn't surprise me to hear that, you know, you, you took advantage of all these amazing things in Abu Dhabi and had a great time doing it. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm, I'm looking back at it. I'm, I'm really glad I did those things. And for me, life is just all about balance and, you know, fight camp, like I mentioned, is just, so like all inclusive, you know, you're just so focused and everything in your life is just revolving around this camp, your sleep schedule, your social life, your friend, you know, just your training, just your body being drained every day, just recovering, like literally everything is just fight, 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 train, train, train. So for me, I just like to kind of have that balance when I'm not fighting. I like to, I, I, I don't, I don't, get to spend time with my friends and and they've all kind of like you know they all kind of like know and they accept that when I'm in camp I'm we're probably not going to chat and we're probably not going to be able to hang out but afterwards I'm going to give you my all and and you know make my make time for you and and because I love my friendships and my relationships and you know it's like anything you know you get out what you put in and uh you know when I have time I definitely like make an effort to to put time into my friendships and even into my, just like you said, adventuring and doing cool things, you know, because when I'm in camp, I'm basically in isolation and, you know, I just like to have definitely that, like that balance. You know, it, as your girl, I, I can, I can validate everything you're saying, you know, I love your focus. And I think, I think it's really important just as, a, you know, an entrepreneur myself, like right now I'm in the grind. I've got four projects, projects and, you know, being created that will be shared at the end of the year and all kinds of things happening. And so it's like real time for me where my head is in deep in the grind and I don't have time. I let me, let me frame it like this. I'm prioritizing my time to be fully all in and invested over here in the work zone. Um, which when this, when I get kind of through this, this period right here, this chapter for sure that I'm going to step back out and I'm going to, you know, have more social life situations, whether it's a phone call or going out to see in which I can't wait for all that. But I think, you know, you're, you're right. You do, you do that so well. And I think that your real friends, cause I know this to be true in my life, your real friends are people who really understand and are agile with you. And, 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 and if anything, being agile with you is also in support of you right? Like no one's going to put this demand on you. I mean, what was it before one of your fights? I think it was before the Florida fight. You and I were t texting or whatever. And you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to shut down. Not you didn't say I'm going to shut down, but it was like, I'm going to go into fight mode. And there was like, can we talk about, you know, whatever after until after the fight. And that was yeah. like a month out 
you know? And I love that about you. And I was like, fuck yeah, like focus, do your thing, girl. And I'm here. And you know, I'm always here. Right. But I think I just want to point this out because, you know, friendships, relationships are really, really important. You know, it's, it's part of holistic health, you know, just like well being. it's part of health period. And so, you know, I, I, I want to really bring to surface how well you do in this space of loving your friendships, nurturing your friendships and, you know, also having friends that have your back, you know, I think like, like attracts like, it's like they have your back. Carla's got to focus. Carla's got to shut off her fucking phone because Carla's going into, you can't Carla, but you know, we're all right here, like ready for you, you know, behind. For sure. And, and I think, you know, a true friend, like you said, they want what's best for you. So they, they, they support you in whatever steps you need to take for that, even if it's, I don't, I know I don't get to see you for a certain amount of time, but you're doing your thing. And I think it's just kind of communicating that and letting them know it's like, it's not a personal thing. It's not, I don't want to talk to you. This is just like how it is. And obviously most of my friends have been in my life for a long time. So they, they already know the routine. Like that's how it is. You know, I'm not going to talk to you for this amount of time, but you know, I support you, girl, go do your thing. And I'll see you on the other side. Yeah. And then we'll be celebrating. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like, you know, like you said, friendships are super important. And, um, you know, I, I only have so much of me like to give, so I definitely tend to keep my circle like relatively like small, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I surround it like, like you called it my tribe. Yeah. But I, I, my, the people in my group are just, I have so much respect for all of them and I just love them and you being one of them. And, you know, it's just, I just feel blessed and I feel like it makes me better you know, I get different perspectives from people who are kicking ass in their respective fields and in their life, you know, and it, you know, it's, yeah, it's just yeah. iron sharpens iron, you know? No, you're so right. Yeah, for sure. Because you are a friend that inspires me, you know, you, the way that you do your life, the way, everything that you're going for and just in really like you in the process of it, you know, it's inspiring because I'm in my own fight. I'm in my fucking fight. I'm literally in a fight right now, like just in life with, like I said, with the work stuff that's happening, which is all amazing, by the way, all my choice, by the way, fucking awesome shit. Like I'm thriving. It's just when you're in it, it's like, it's just the pressure and the, the challenges. It's all so very real, you know, and I, it's so helpful to have these examples, these, my, my girls who are literally leading by example badassery, you know, and who are empowered in their life, who, you know, all my girls, uh, you know, there, there's a through line, man. There's many through lines, you know, and, and one of them is, uh, you know, you just, you don't make excuses. There's no victim shit. Like you're fucking own yourself. You own whatever challenges and all the hardships that come and you, you do your best every day to, to win them to move forward in the fight and win. Yeah. It's inspiring. So I, you know, I feel like performance is obviously your life, right? And when I think about a high performer, I definitely am thinking about Carla Esparza. And one thing that I know to be true about being a high performer, being one myself, is that recovery is a fundamental piece to it. It's like I... You know, I have my morning ritual, my evening ritual, and this is t- time for me to just recover, to get myself ready to either charge in the day or 
get some good rest. And I can't imagine being able to function at the level that I function, which is high performing throughout the day, whether it's training or work or all of it, you know, without having a recovery program. So I, you know, I would love to talk about recovery with you because this is obviously a huge part of your life, of your career. And specifically, I would love to talk about if you have any kind of stress management tips that you think would be supportive to our, you know, viewers or listeners right now, because obviously we're living in some fucking stressful times, girl. So I'm sure that they, you know, getting some tips from a pro like you could be really supportive. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, for my recovery, it's, man, it's just such, I feel like I put so much time into my like stuff to prevent injuries and, and recover. It's, it's like almost like another job in itself. Um, you know, aside from like the training, it's like you get up, you eat, you know, I walk my dog, then I train and then break and then train. It's like everything in between that I show up, you know, 30 minutes to an hour early and I pull out my whole little, I have my foam roller. I have my little golf ball. I have my like baseball. I have my, you know, my, my, uh, uh, muscle hammer massage gun. You know, I have like all these things and, um, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm hitting my feet with the golf ball and I'm doing this and that, and I'm warming up and I'm, you know, doing these active stretches and just doing this whole process. And, you know, this is something where if I had to tell myself 10 years ago, you know, what's one thing you would tell yourself, it would be this to do all of these things, because if you're injured, you can't fight, you can't compete, you can't train, you can't do anything, you know? So it's almost like as important of a job to prevent these injuries as it is to get your training in and do all the other things. So that's like my pre-training process. And then afterwards, you know, I have, um, I go to OC fight docs and they do like massage and they do, you know, ice and they do, um, checker therapy and like all these things. And after a heavy lifting session with Mike, I do my cryotherapy and, um, you know, that's not easy because I do not like the cold. Um, (laughs) and, um, every once a week, at least I get a full body massage, you know? So it's just all of these, this whole thing. And I do two Epsom salt baths a week, one or two at least. Um, you know, just to like, kind of just get my whole body like recovered and just kind of eating also to supplement like my recovery as well, which that's a whole nother thing in itself, but there's just, um, there's a lot that goes into taking care of my body, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You do a good job of that. That inspires me. I want to be doing more Epsom salt baths. We're so good for you. So relaxing. Uh, it's so nice. It's just like your treat. It's like a spa day. Well, yeah, it's self-care, right? I mean, it's it's obviously a tool that's important for you and your career, the physicality part of your career. So it's very strategic in that way too. But it's got it's definitely a part of of just like loving on yourself and the and 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 wanting to feel good and to stay healthy, right? Yeah, for sure. No, I I think that's really huge. Like you said, self-care. You know, who's gonna take care of you the best? You. You exactly. Okay. So this question just popped up in my mind and I just, I would love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, what does a champion mean to you? Um, a champion to me is just, um, I don't think you have to have a medal or a belt or, you know, just, you know, some kind of trophy to make you a champion. You know, I think it's, 
it's a mindset, it's a mentality, you know, because there's some people who don't do, you know, a competition, who don't live a competition lifestyle. They live their daily life, but you can still be a champion if you approach things in your life with that championship mentality. And, um, you know, I, I think that's, that's really huge. It's just, you know, just being your own best and doing everything to the best of your ability and just, um, you know, whether that's, you know, taking care of your kids or going to the gym and just knowing that you gave it your all and, you know, approaching it with a certain type of mentality. Okay. This is, I have to plan it out this way. I got to do this. I got to do that. You know, it's just, there is so much that goes into being the best at a daily life. And I, I really think that's what makes someone a champion. I love it. You would know, girl. <laughs> you would know. Okay, so I am so excited. I want to talk about beauty before we start to wrap up this amazing conversation. Um, I love talking about beauty with you. It's it's so fun because you are you're a girl who just who loves all of this stuff that is being a girl, being a woman at heart. You know, we've had fun shopping experiences, and I can't wait to do it again with you. I've had the pleasure of doing your makeup, which is such a joy for me. Can't wait to do that again. Uh, we wrap sure. out a lot about you know different you know beauty products that we love, and so you know for our girls like obviously because you know being a fighter. It, it, this is one thing the UFC is so great at. It's just like you got men, you got women, and there's respect on both sides that is very level, right? At least that's what it feels to, you know, from the outside. And, um, but typically, you know, we, we think like fighting is such a, you know, it's, it tends to be more male dominant, right? Which clearly that's not the case. And I love that contrast of just like, I mean, listen, you live a fucking life of violence. And at the same time, you're like, so rocks, um, what foundation do you think <laughs> and puts on your heels and all that? So I want to know, first of all, what is, what makes you feel beautiful? What are some things that make you feel beautiful? Whether it's products, whether it's a ritual, like something you do every day, um, something like that. What makes you feel beautiful? Gosh, that's a tough one. Like, I think just, you know, kind of like, uh, I love putting in like that extra little effort, whether that's, you know, just something out of my routine, I guess. And, you know, of course you want to feel like beautiful every day, but, you know, for me, that's not like a realistic where I can like dress up and be my best. Everyone has their favorite outfit or something they feel like really special about. Like I love when I get a cute, like new, if it's just a training, I get a cute new outfit that matches really nice. I'm just like, I'm feeling good about myself today. And, you know, just, you know, like a new makeup product or something just kind of makes you feel a little bit, a little extra special. But I would say like probably my most favorite moments of, you know, feeling like girly and special are getting my makeup done, you know, like you've done my makeup before, which was so amazing. Um, you know, it just, we, we all have our things that we do, like mine is fighting, you know, mm -hmm. yours is like makeup and just having someone who's just so good at something that just makes you just can do something for you and to you that you can't do yourself just makes you feel extra special. And I love that feeling. I love it. It's fun. Yeah. As you know, I mean, I don't usually get my makeup done, obviously being a makeup artist for almost majority of my life, you know, but I have had, uh, you know, like when my girl does my hair, my girl, Tanya, 
it's a, it's a beautiful feeling to just sit there and have this artist, you know, do their thing. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, <laughs> it feels so good. It feels good. Yeah. Well, that'd be hard for, for you because you're just so next level. I feel like if that was me, I'd almost be like critical. Well, I know how I like this and this looks better right here. Like I wouldn't be able to just enjoy it. But for me, like, I'm like, you know, a white belt with a couple of stripes that <laughs> do my makeup. So you know, to have someone who's just so good at, you know, what they do, you're just like, ah, like, this is something I can't do on my own. I love it, you know? I actually do know because when I get to, when I have had the opportunity to train jujitsu with you, it's that feeling of like, oh my gosh, look at her body pressure on me and how fluid she moves. It's like capturing these little things where uh, I could just appreciate, you know, having, even though, so, I mean, for you, you're like, okay, I don't really let me say it like this. Actually, you're really good at doing your makeup. Okay. So it's not like you don't know what's going on, but yeah. Okay. You're a white belt. Uh, you still have a belt though, but in, in jujitsu, it's like, I'm over here with fucking badass Carlos Barza and she's, you know, doing her thing on me. And I'm like, you know, trying to survive or whatever. And, but like capturing like, Holy shit, look how she just did that. I'm in this position now. Yeah. I'm so safe. I'm like, it's just, so I'm relating it, I'm flipping it back at you that I can relate to it from our experiences of training jujitsu, yeah. which I can't wait to train again. Can't wait to do it all again. Yeah, I know. I can't wait to. We'll talk more later. <laughs> I know. Seriously. Is there anything in the beauty world that's really inspiring you right now? Like, is there colors or I don't know, just some fun stuff about beauty because you're one of my girls that I love to talk about beauty with something different. You know, wait, hold on. I have to say this. Cause I know I ain't the only one girl in your last fight fucking hand gets raised and you're there. And I'm like, look at, yo, look at, I know you had the, I think how I like, yo, Carlos brows are on fire right now. Your eyebrows <laughs> <laughs> are like so good. They're oh my God. So I had to throw that in. Cause I don't know if that's part of your answer, but I just, I had to make that official. Brows. Yeah. Well, we've talked. You and I, like, I consulted with you before I, I did my eyebrows, and I got um, the powder brow at Fusion Artistry, and it's just, I've gotten so many compliments on this since I've gotten it, and I just love it, you know, like, it, it changed my shape, and it was outside of my comfort zone, I was just like, oh, I do them like this, but they're like, no, like this, you know, totally changed the shape, and filled them in, and all this, but I... I've, it's grown on me, you know, like the change, and I love them. And I've like, like I've gotten a lot of compliments, even with my eye busted out to here. Like people are still like, "Oh, your eyebrows are looking pretty nice." It's legit. It's so perfect. Is it hard to maintenance, or is it not at all? I just, you know, I just pluck around, and the shape is pretty much there. You know, it's it's yeah. so easy. I don't I pretty much don't do anything. Just wake up and go to train. I woke up like this, you know, like it makes such a difference. Train. Your eyebrows being on makes you look more awake and polished, right? Like just when they're oh, more structured sure. and yeah. It's like even if you got yeah, nothing else on, but you got your brows on, you're like game on. <laughs> no, I absolutely love it. I love it. And it's just when you go to training, like you can't have makeup on. If you do, you're it's weird because you're rubbing your face on other people's bodies and shirts, you know, it's like if they, if they have like a face print on their white shirt, it's not the best thing, you know? So just having like your eyebrows, at least it, it, it makes a difference. And it does give you that extra little feeling of, you know, feeling pretty and like you have, you know, something on, you know, it's, it's nice. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's, you know, I train, I always have some kind of makeup on and, you know, when I was a little girl and I was a competitive runner and who wanted to go to the Olympics and everything, Flojo was my idol. And I don't know if you know who she is, but she was the fastest woman in the world. Like such a fucking badass and, you know, different sport, obviously she's not, you know, grappling and shit, but like homegirl had hair done, had like sick, crazy eye makeup, her nails, her outfits. It was always so inspiring. And it really, you know, when I, when I, um, I mean, when I train jujitsu, I definitely have some stuff on and I have been known to put some, you know, makeup on, on geese and shit, but there's something about just feeling, you know, it's more of like the process and then, okay, yeah, I have this on, but it's this moment of connection with myself that I get to just enjoy and feel like, like I'm putting on my, my, my superwoman kind of armor and like readiness, you know? And it just, it's, it's amazing that makeup can be that, you know, kind of tool for some women. I mean, for some women it's not, you know, but for me, I mean, obviously I love it, made a career for the better part of my life out of it. But I think that it's really, uh, it's fun to talk about it from like with women like you too, because even though, you know, you don't wear makeup when you train necessarily, but you just pointed out some things like you feel a certain way, both from just having your brows done and that feeling does, it translates into your performance, right? For sure. For sure. No, it's definitely, it's not, it's nice to feel nice. Even if like you're not trying to impress anybody, but just kind of feeling that like that self-confidence of just you feel good about yourself is a really nice feeling. Yes. I love it. Okay. So final, final part of uh, the podcast, before I get to this magic wand question that I like to ask all my guests, I just want to ask you, is there anything that you wish you were asked more about or that we didn't talk about in this episode yet that you want to live in this talk? Um, you know, uh, something that you actually taught, uh, I, I was going back and forth with you about like, um, was, uh, just starting a new facial regimen, like for my skin regimen. And I'm kind of a little bit lost because, you know, I've always been like, blessed with good skin over my life but I'm in my 30s now and it's just like oh this isn't gonna last forever like what and um you know it's uh it's been it's been really nice like kind of having you to bounce things off of and and try like I've been trying my uh the beauty counter like the vitamin c serum and then the moisturizer and then um like the night uh facial peel and you know, just those little things. I, I got it like a couple weeks before my fight and my fight got extended by a week because my opponent's corner head coach tested positive for COVID. So this last fight was extended again. So it was actually worked out in a lot of ways for me, but one of the little tiny ways where I was a little bit happy, I was like, yay, I have my time to like let this stuff sink into my skin. And I was like really stoked on that. That's so awesome. I love that. Yeah. It's an interesting thing, this aging process, right? Where you're like, oh, the collagen isn't going to stay that way. And it's like, it's already kind of hard to to deal with that mentally and manage that just as a human. But when you're someone that is on, you know, on, on, on TV, on, in, in front of the cameras often too, uh, that. It, it makes it trickier, you know, I, I mean, I know that to be true in my own life, you know, now my, you know, podcast is video and obviously we have Instagram and there's all, you know, it's always happening. I mean, I, you know, I really do value 
a proper skincare regimen, in addition, obviously, to lifestyle. So we know food, we know sleep, we know training. That's obviously a big part of it. But I love that you brought that up because it really does make a difference if you're using products that are strategically going to support. It's not this like, listen, we're all going to age. We're all, you know, we're all going to end up in that place at one point or another. But it's this idea for me, at least, of like, how can I push out my health span? How can I keep these wrinkles and this collagen, like keep the wrinkles away and keep the collagen as supple as I can. And for me, I prefer to do it holistically, you know, naturally. So with products that are as clean as possible and, um, you know, more lifestyle, but it's certainly something that I rely on, right? Like that having a proper skincare regimen. And it is not something that I ever fucking slack on. And I've been very diligent with this skincare process since I was a teenager. And I think that that, in addition to everything else I've sold, it has been so supportive. So I love that you're loving the products. Beauty counters is shit. That overnight peel girl is like, I... I feel like you get instant gratification from it. Wake up and you're like more dewy, <laughs> dewy. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Like everything's been great. And um, I want to try more things. Like there's so much stuff out there and so much knowledge. It's almost like, I feel like I'm constantly in life coming on new things and I get upset that I am not like proficient in them. Like whether it's little things around the house that are broken down, I'm like how come I don't know how to fix this? Or I don't know what to do or, or cooking. It's like, okay, well, I can do these couple things, but there's this whole other world of like things to learn. And it just, it, it's almost like approaching like mixed martial arts. Like you're in this sport and it's never ending and you're never going to know everything if you did it for the rest of your life. And it's just this constant like growth and things to learn. And um, that's, I'm constantly finding things like that. Like I said, I'm finding that with the skincare. I'm just like, there's so much knowledge that I don't have. And it's great to be able to have you to bounce out, bounce off of, even when I wasn't able to talk to you about like everything, like I just went to your thing and I was just like, Oh, well, I know that you're only going to put things on here that like, on the website. that you know, that represent your name because you know, you're yeah. just like, I'm putting it out there and this goes back on me. So for me, that was just like an easy go-to, you know? I love that. Yeah. Integrity is huge for me. If I, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm sharing anything, whether it's the food or the beauty or the, the, the friend that I think you should connect with or the book, it's like, it's because I fully believe in it. I fully, I'm not sold on marketing. I've done deep research. I've had experiences. It's like, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm like team, whatever that thing is. And so I'm like, cool. I want to share it with, cause then, it, you know, then it's like this, you want to share the love kind of thing. So, um, yeah. yeah, you're right. And I love that, you know, you're, you know, it's, it's amazing to have black belt beauty to help facilitate even my closest girls who can fucking call me and be like, yo, what do I, but you're like, Oh, actually, you know, I'm in Abu Dhabi or what I was just saying, but I could just go to her website <laughs> and I get this thing. Um, okay. So my, I have this question that I love to ask all my guests and it's essentially, I want you to imagine that you have a magic wand because you totally do. And with this magic wand, you can integrate a positive a habit, a positive habit that would, let me start all over. So I want to ask you this question that I ask all guests before the end of the, the episode. I want you to imagine that you have a magic wand 
And I want you to imagine that you have the ability with this one to give the masses some kind of habit that would have an extreme positive ripple effect in their life. So whether it's, it could be anything girl from mindset, you know, a way, you know, you, you, the way you start your day to the friends you keep around, like just anything that you think if, if, if more people had this, you know, habit in their life, it would support their life at a very high level. Hmm. Wow. Like, I guess I'd have to just reflect back and kind of see what has been the most effective for me. And um, I guess one of the most effective things in my life has just been surrounding myself with, you know, people that are just quality and, and even like better than me in a lot of ways and just trying to like just be only surrounded by positive things so that I could, you know, just be influenced even when I'm not being told something. It's not like, well, this is what you do. This is what you do. This is what you do. But just by having that influence of seeing what they do and just having conversations with people, even when they're not trying to teach me a lesson, I feel like I'm learning all the time. And whether that's my coaches, my dads, or my, my dad or my friends or, you know, my mom or anyone, it's just, you know, I think that's been one of the biggest um, contributors to, to my success. So. That's, I love <laughs> that. That's awesome. I'm with you on that. It's like, surrounders, you are, there's a, you know, saying you are, um, basically it's like the five or six people that, you know, you surround yourself with the most. It's like, you are a piece of them, you know, it, there's a reflection there. And I, so I fully believe that. And I think that that's an awesome thing to integrate into the masses. So thank you for sharing that. Are you ready, my girl, for final rapid? These are not, they're the, so rapid words. Here we go. Hold on. I got to start all over because I looked at the wrong place. Ready? This is the <laughs> result of me fucking sitting. I'd never sit this long. Okay. Ready? Go. Okay. I want to call you Carlosita. My Carlosita. So the last part of this conversation. I do rapid words, so rapid fire words, which does not mean that you need to give rapid answers. I want you to elaborate with as much, you know, meaning and thought as you want, but I'm just going to shoot some words at you and whatever comes top of mind and top of heart, I want you to just throw it back at me. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. First word is love. Family, friends. <laughs> yeah I'm with you on that yeah okay let me fix this hair before we move forward okay ready wait hold on I may have blown it on the hair today but that's okay it looks better in real life but it's fine I'll survive okay um next okay okay next word is fear failure I feel like the biggest contributor of failure is fear. Mm, I love that. I almost thought it was reverse, like you were afraid of failure, but then that pivot, that, that full explanation was perfect. I backed that up. Okay, next, next word is courage. Success. I feel that having courage you know, to do things even when they're not easy and you're scared is 
what can give you success. I love it. Confidence. Confidence. Um, <laughs> is, can that be an answer? Yes. I feel like. Snap. I, I love, I just, I love confidence. I love that in people. And I think it's just a great quality. And I feel like it just, I love seeing a confident person walk into a room. They don't even have to say anything. Their body language and their presence just kind of says it all. I love it. I love it. Passion. Life. Um, for me, like my life is all about passion. Um, I even have this tattoo on my shoulder and the flames, it's, it's a ring, a wrestling ring and with wrestlers in it. And the fire that I have around it basically represents like passion in life. And that's passion in my relationship, passion in my, in my like drive and doing what I love and just everything in my life. I feel like is just, I love passion. <laughs> I love it too, girl. I'm with you. It's like, it's just, it's the, it's such a beautiful energy to be living from and with through life. Like it keeps you moving forward. Right. I love it. Definitely. Keeps you excited. It keeps you, it keeps you all kinds of things. Um, I'm, passion- <laughs> I'm, I'm passionately thinking about what I'm going to eat after our talk. <laughs> I'm getting excited about it. Um, okay, next word is curiosity. Killed the cat. <laughs> um, no, I think uh, curiosity is such a cool thing to have. And I think um, it can lead to so many like adventures and exciting things. Like I feel like, you know, I've had curiosity when I've been traveling and in life and just to talk to a certain person or to do a certain thing. And, you know, just having like the kind of confidence just to be like, let me go explore on this a little bit. And I was, of course, like, you know, make sure like the situation's safe and everything. But, you know, that mentality has kind of like led me to so many amazing adventures and people and things. And it's just a cool thing uh, to have. It's just that, that curious mind. I, I feel like you are such a curious human and it keeps, it's so fun to be friends with someone who, I mean, that, I think that's a through line in my community, honestly, my, my tribe, because curious also just like how I, how I can keep getting better, just curious on life. And I think it's you, I'm backing up everything you said so beautifully, because I think it's an essential piece also to staying passionate and staying very youthful, right? It's like there's this question mark that drives you forward to investigate um, and that is very exciting. That really stimulates you, like going back to passion. Um, I'm curious about, <laughs> should I have bison? Should I have fish? Anyways, going on. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Next, next question is, uh, next question. Sorry. <laughs> Food. Okay. Hold on. Collecting myself. Okay. We're okay. A few more words. Next word. <laughs> Tumor is resilience. Resilience. Um, let me see. Like, I just that just makes me think of like adversity, and you know, I feel like everyone, everyone is gonna have some type of adversity in their life, and just um, you know, having resilience is, you know, it's that's just going to set people apart, you know, because 
we can't control the things that are thrown at us and the, the situations that we're born in, but just having that resilience and, you know, that ability like to push through things is, you know, what, what makes you like, makes you happy and makes you successful in life, no matter what, because nothing's ever going to be perfect. Love it. Love it. Last word. Excellence. Excellence. This makes me think of getting like your gold star when you're like, (laughs) those shiny gold stars. Um, I guess, man, I just strive. Like that's what I, that's what I want to strive to be. That's what I want. Like I want to be excellent at everything. And, um, you know, like it's, it, it can be a downfall too, because nobody can be excellent at everything. It makes me think of just being competitive, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, I just, we can strive for excellence, but I, I always want to stri- like strive to also be content with whatever I'm able to do. If I gave things my, my all, it's my excellence. I love it. Yeah. Process. That's it, girl. That is it. So this is round two with my girl, Carlos Sparza. I love you. I am so proud of you, truly. Um, not just, you know, for all your accomplishments, you know, in career-wise, I, you, it's, that's incredible. That's amazing. I'm just proud of who you are as a human and how you walk through your life, you know, how you, how you treat humans, the experience that is Carlos Sparza, because you are, you know, you're, 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 you're genuine, man. You're such a, you're generous and loving and it's, I, I'm proud to be your girl. So thank you for making, for spending this afternoon with me. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, love I love you. <laughs> I love you girl. Thank you so much for having me on for the, for the second time. Round and I'm two. so proud of this podcast. This is so awesome. And I'm glad I'm able to be a part of it again. Thank you so much. And I'm just going to put it, but it'll be in the show notes. All of our listeners that want to stay in tune with you, Instagram, probably the best place. I know that there's Twitter as well, right? Yeah. Instagram and, uh, and Twitter, Carla Sparza one and Carla Sparza on my Facebook fan page. If that's your thing. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. All right. All right. You girls. (laughs) Oh my God. I need to eat. I meant to say, all right, you guys, hold on. Let me give us an outro. Okay. Why, why don't we say, all right, you girls. I know we why can't, but well, there's, there's boys. That, I know you're right. Actually. Should I keep that in? That's actually great. <laughs> all right, you girls. All right. You guys like, why does guys generalize everything? Oh my God. I need to eat. Um, okay. Everyone, you know what to do. Tune into my girl, watch her as she moves through life. And whenever your next fight is, and cheer her on. I love you, girl. Thank you so much again. You guys, catch you in the next one. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode, you guys. If you loved it, please share it on your social. Throw it up on your Instagram stories and tag me. I'm at Black Belt Beauty. I am also at Roxy Look. R-O-X-Y-L-O-O-K. I love connecting with you guys. This is a conversation that I want to just continue growing with you guys. So if you feel inspired, 
to hit me up, do so in that space. I always enjoy hearing from you. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so by rating it and reviewing it via iTunes. It's such supportive help, you guys. It really helps the visibility of this podcast. So I appreciate and thank you in advance for doing that. And last but not least, if you are interested in starting your own podcast, or perhaps you already have one and you need help with you know editing your audio and the production of it, I cannot recommend my producers enough. Resonate Recordings, you guys, they are the bomb. I rely on them. They are an absolute supportive tool to me and my podcast. So check them out and let them know that Black Belt Beauty sent you. And on that note, you guys, I'm signing off with all my love and always looking forward to catching you on the next.